This is the Health Witch Podcast, where we will explore one tarot card of the day, a beauty recipe, a herb of the day, how we use it, how we enjoy it, and how we appreciate its magic, and which in practice, how it relates to health, and ending with a historical note to honor witches, healers, and women of past. Okay, everyone, take a deep breath. Most of the questions that I did receive are based around a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety, and I understand it. Even it's, you know, it's feeling very heavy, you know. So some of the questions I received were, well, we can't leave the house. We're really being diligent about conserving resources, our money. Everybody's worried about their financial situations. What are some quick tips to really help ease any stress that we do have? So a good one is exercising. You know, if you live in a more of an urban center, you can easily do some, you know, Google a good website is PopSugar, popsugar.com and find easy 10-minute workouts you can do right in the home. You don't need any weights or anything like that. Um, Just be active. Get up and move around every now and then. They say every 20 minutes, at least get up and do something. Just, you know get moving and then if you're able to really increase our heart rate and do a little cardio you could even do jumping jacks in your bedroom another one is spend time in nature if you're able to i've been just going outside and taking a walk especially with celebrating austere recently in the beginning of spring or the vernal equinox just appreciating nature and if you go outside you can begin to see all the little buds coming up on my garden is now you can see some of the yarrow starting to pop up which is another great herb. It's it's I love the taste of it. So I'm so excited when I begin to see these herbs start to crop up. Another one is take a warm bath and you can add essential oils if you choose to do so. So something really common or calming to the system is something like lavender. But also too, and I'll get more into this talking about um, the coronavirus and some precautionary things you can do, but not to get sidetracked here. Practice yoga, do some stretching. Again, another really simple movement you can do. And start with the really simple yoga poses. Look them up on your phone. Look them up on the computer. Um, Just touching your toes. But I think that really begins to ease your body a little bit. Especially when people feel tension. At least when I feel tension, my shoulders, I feel are all the way up to my ears. So just reminding myself to put my shoulders down and begin to move my body a little bit differently because that really signals, all right, it's a time to relax. It's a time to de-stress. Also, listen to some relaxing music. If you're able to talk with friends and family on the phone, um, on Instagram, or just communicate in any way you can just to feel connected, to know that you're not alone in this. You could also do some dance, some singing, pick up any kind of activities, maybe play guitar, instrument, whatever is really, you know, good for you. Knitting, sewing, embroidery, anything like that. Read or draw. Another good one, I've mentioned this before as far as looking at stress reduction, is coming up with a to-do list and really tailor that to-do list on cleaning your home or doing something that makes you feel calm. And just checking off those things from your to-do list adds a whole other level of um, control, which brings another level of calm. Other things you can do are spending time with pets. I have a dog, I have a Brittany Spaniel, and 
he is just, you know, he's, he keeps me active. He makes sure that I bring him outside. He makes sure, well, pets just have a really keen way of reading emotions and getting you to do things or get up just to make you feel better. You know, if anybody has a pet, I think they, you understand this. It's just one of those things where pets just make you happy. Also, eating a healthy snack and really fueling your body. Other questions that I had were, well, what is stress-proof eating? So here are some ways that you can stress-proof your eating, but also too, as part of this building immunity. And immunity does not come overnight. If you decide you're going to take supplements for a week and decide you're going to eat healthy just for a couple days while you're in quarantine, it's not enough. It really is a lifestyle change that you need to make. So some stress-proof ways you can tailor your diet here are eating some nuts, especially something like almonds and walnuts, fruits and vegetables, broccoli, pumpkins, avocados, making sure that you're getting complex carbs. So yes, you can keep bread in there, but make sure that there are whole grains in there, beans. I love salmon and a whole array of herbal teas. Now, some of those teas that I've been really enjoying to just decrease some of that stress are uh, holy basil, which has a beautiful flavor to it. I even put a little rose petals in there. So it gives it a nice little floral. Um, gosh, it's even hard to explain. It's just a really, it's probably one of the best tasting teas I do make. So holy basil is a adaption. It's it really helps modulate the uh, immune response while increasing resistance to stress related changes. So it really just helps fortify your body against stress. And passion flower. I love passion flower. That's for gosh for since historical times, passion flower has been one of those plants to really reduce anxiety, but also help really induce peaceful sleep so if you want to have a cup of that before you you go to bed if you're feeling anxious that's a good choice so what are some things you can avoid to make sure again you're part of this stress-proof eating avoid alcohol if you can alcohol is actually more of a stimulant and it's actually there's a lot of sugar and a lot of other things also dehydrates you candies cookies and cake and all those other things that have sugar sugar is highly inflammatory and it does a number on your immune system. It is, if you can avoid one thing to really help your immune system and help your overall health, that would be to cut out cane sugar for sure and all other sugars. Um, minus the stuff that you get from, you know, fruits and vegetables, all those natural things. But if they're added sugars, you want to make sure you get away from added sugar. Get away from white bread, so they're really simple carbs, your processed foods, any fast food. I don't know, this is tricky now. I have actually, I made a trip to the grocery store and the first thing I noticed that there was a line like you wouldn't believe around McDonald's and wrapped around again McDonald's. There were so many people there. And I think this also highlights a bigger issue that people, I don't know what it is. I know we're, we're crunching time, but even with staying home, people aren't versed or or have the confidence to cook meals at home or have the know-how. So that's another thing that you could work on if you're looking for tips to really tackle stress or learn new new skills, new skill set, new hobbies, cooking is a great one. So avoiding fast foods, again, those are your really simple carbs, your processed, really low-grade meats. You do get what you pay for. 
also fried foods or any foods rich rich in sauce so again it has a lot of that sugar and sodium you want to get away from and coffee and not so much coffee i guess i want to say caffeine so i drink decaf coffee in the morning because i love the taste of coffee i cannot live without the taste of coffee however i can do without caffeine so if you want to make that transition it's something um that's that's an option and it's something that i do enjoy and i didn't have to give up the taste of coffee in the morning but if you do buy coffee something else to look for is if you do buy a decaf coffee make sure it's swiss water processed so you can get rid of the caffeine without using chemicals to do so. So a lot of the conventional decaf coffees actually use a whole slew of different chemicals to extract that caffeine. So just a little note on consumer safety. So I, I do need to mention and get back to the topic of the coronavirus. So I am going to focus on what you can do to really, well, get you into... To feel empowered, you know, we aren't powerless in this. We are all together in this, and hopefully you're staying home and you are practicing social distancing if you do need to go out and being really cautious and just aware, you know, the sense of awareness. I have been seeing a lot of people who have been going out or just, you know, they'll they'll walk right up to somebody in a store and then it dawns on them after the fact that they've they've gotten too close or they put somebody else at a exposure or risk so just begin to really make a conscious effort to be aware and if you can stay home but some words in some well i shouldn't say words some actions that you can do to prepare yourself or say what happens if i do get sick a good one is, you know, rest, 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 stay away from other people. And I'm sure you've heard, at least it was passed down in generations, and many people have heard of this anyway, feed a cold, starve a fever. So have some bone broth on hand and make a nice broth with some reishi, which is good for the immunity. Put some other mushrooms in there um, and just make a light broth like this that will help nourish you and make sure it's warm. So I did make a post on Instagram today. Again, my, my Instagram is at health underscore witch underscore about fire and the use of the fever. So the fever is an immune response to help kill that virus. That is something you want. That is something to not be feared. Most people, they want to hurry up and run to the store and get a acetophenamine or anything that will bring down a fever or they're just looking for something to bring down a fever and that's not really what you want to do because you're just going to prolong the recovery time period so let your body do what it's supposed to do it's supposed to kill that virus but something if you're feeling sick and you're like oh gosh i, I know i've been exposed what can i do before the fever sets in well make your body warm cover up in warm clothes especially your chest you want to feel nice and toasty not comfortable warm and toasty so do those layers take a warm bath you can do your saunas if you have one if you're fortunate to do that you could even do just keeping your whole over core really toasty yawning steams i mean there's so many different things you can do to keep yourself warm and that's another reason why exercise is so important not only for circulation and getting your heart up there but also creating an internal warmth so by doing that again you're killing the virus and really shortening the time dramatically 
or the overall experience if you do contract the coronavirus. And other things, you know, it's not rocket science, eating well, reducing your stress, all those things really contribute to how well you're going to recover if you do get this. I want to thank all the listeners who have been chiming in for this podcast, been listening to this podcast, and it's really nice to see that I have new listeners every time I have a podcast, and I've been getting really good feedback. Now, for those of you who've been emailing me really good feedback, I urge you to leave a review on Apple or any other platform where you do listen to this podcast, and leave a review if you are called to. This way, if you do leave the review, it makes it easier for other people to to find this podcast. So thank you all. So I'm curious to know what all of you guys are doing for entertainment. I am, well, for entertainment anyway, between looking through and going through all my herbal stocks and herbal making making herbal medicines, but also working with clients. In between, I'm actually playing with my tarot cards, as you can imagine, as I, as I typically do. But there are so many different interpretations you can find and read through with the tarot cards and so many different connections you can make. It's really a never-ending kind of um, activity. But also, too, I, I of course, I'm probably like most people going through the channels on TV trying to find something to watch. So right now I am watching the travel channel, The Unexplained. So if anybody has seen this, it's kind of, well, paranormal investigators going around with footage and some of them, you know, they are really interesting. It just makes you think about how many things are just a whole different realm that is so, well, unexplained, just as the show is entitled. But there's one thing that really did creep me out. So I'm not, there are some forms of divination that I just don't do. And I will be honest with you, it's more out of fear. But the Ouija board is one of those. And I think about all these different, oh gosh, bad stories or bad things that could happen. I think that's what it is. I hear more bad stuff pop up with a Ouija board than anything. So I was watching this, one of the episodes of these children being in there 13 and that's typically when children play around this kind of stuff right they begin really dabbling around eight to you know their early adolescence and one of the girls she said or was playing with the ouija board and said we and they said in the channel don't ever say we when working with a ouija board so it was part of this demonic possession and they showed all the footage and of course it was really creepy even going or you know seeing I've seen many shows like this, but it's just one of these things when you see these home videos and footage, it just, I guess it's really visceral. But anyway, so if you're looking for something creepy to watch, or you're looking for just any kind of form of entertainment, you might want to check that one out. Also, too, I've been going through books. People have been asking, well, what are you reading? I have been going through um, some different things here, but one of those is The Alchemy of Herbs by uh, Rosalie Duflore which is a really great book and it's just a really good reminder of how to use a lot of a lot of herbs that we use for cooking on a regular day basis. Um, so again that's alchemy of herbs transformation or transform everyday ingredients into foods and remedies that heal and that's by Rosalie de la Foray. 
So it's a really great book. And it's, again, she focuses on plants and herbs that we use culinary all the time, but it just puts it in a different way where you can understand it. And actually, if you want to move forward making your own medicines, it's a good way to just, just have this as a reference. So one form of divination that I am comfortable with is tarot. So today I pulled the Three of Swords. In this card is appropriate just considering the current environments and what we're going through at this time. So the Three of Swords, um, it really symbolizes loss and really a upheaval. And that could be in many different forms. It could be financially, it could be emotionally. But typically, when you pull this card, it has to do with emotional upheaval. So feeling, you know, like whatever's going on in your life, there's some form or some connection to an emotional pain. And of course, when we turn on the news, there are just, we see so much of that. And it's hard not to be um, affected in some way, especially everybody knows people in the restaurant business, people in small business, people who are really struggling right now at this time. And it is taking an emotional toll on them, on us and the community at large. Um, So another thing with this card With every tarot card, and that's why I love these, or love working with the cards, is that there's always a positive message you can extract from even the worst of the cards, or cards that people don't really deem as being positive cards. There is a way, or there is some kind of positive message, so this one is more about regrowth here. So, what does that mean as far as self-care? So we're all at home right now. So something you could do to uplift your spirits is to browse through books online, uh, go through the online bookstores, maybe pick out a couple books that will really lift your mood or lift your emotional state of well-being right now. Get your mind off of really focusing on the negative. And I know it's so easy to do right now. For your mind... This is a great time to recharge your batteries and do a lot of that internal work. You know, why am I feeling stressed? Why am I feeling that anxiety? Or why am I just feeling emotionally upset right now? And get that out. You know, a lot of people when they meditate, they say, let it out to the universe. Just release it. Get it off your chest. Write it down in a journal or just go out in the woods and just speak those words out loud and just let it go and take those deep breaths and get rid of that negative feeling. So another thing you could do is go outside, soak up a little bit of sun if you can. That is a great mood booster, even just 10 minutes to get a little bit of that vitamin D if you're able to. And go out walk. So if you can go for a walk, you get a little bit of that physical activity and you get that vitamin D with that exposure to the sun. So during this current epidemic, hairdressers will be at least not operating for at least a week, and I anticipate it to be a little bit longer, but people have, I've been seeing all these messages, oh my gosh, can't get a haircut, my hair can't get dyed, and so on and so on, and everybody's going to have a bad hair day, as, you know, when this is all done, we're going to be walking out of the cave, and our hair is just going to be a complete caveman mess, (laughs) I think those are the images that people have been posting. So I've been looking for some beauty recipes that focus on the health of the scalp and the hair itself. So I found this. I actually have yet to try this recipe. 
if you do try this, do let me know how it goes. Uh, I think I'm going to try this myself either uh, later today or tomorrow. So this is called a funny Greek seed and carrot scalp treatment. So the proteins and the good fats uh, within the seeds, and of course there's a lot of vitamins and silica, is supposed to help renew hair growth and strengthen hair follicles. So the ingredients that you will need are two tablespoons of funny Greek seeds, one half cup of water, and one fourth cup of carrot juice or carrot puree. So if you have a carrot in your carrot bin, just put it in your food processor or even your blender just to make it into a puree. So some tools you're gonna need are your small bowls, your mixing cups, uh, you might want, uh, and of course your food processor like I just mentioned. So what are you going to do with this? And uh, Mix it all up and then take the paste and apply it to the scalp. But when you apply to the scalp and your hair, make sure your hair is dry when you do this and work it in uh, by sections. So making sure you're using your fingers to really penetrate the scalp and really circular motions to get that in there. And then you're going to let this mask sit for 30 minutes and then rinse it out and shampoo and condition as normal. Now, the recommendations for this is for normal to oily hair. So if you have fine hair, this might um, weigh your hair down a little bit with the oil. So you might want to either, if you do decide this to use this with fine hair, just wash your hair for the second time. Or, you know, we aren't going anywhere. So if you do this mask, we're not going for anywhere for a couple days. So if your hair looks a little flat but your scalp is where it should be. Who cares, right? So enjoy this recipe and let me know how it works for you. A historical note here. You know, when we look about or look through the historical records of the witch woman or the midwife or the bone setters, they knew so much of the body and so much of the herbs, whether for healing, but also for poison. Or, you know, and that's, and there's a very thin line there between both of them sometimes when we look at healing. But many in the records, at least from a Christian point of view, are very negative. When people think of, even now, black magic versus white magic, black magic is something of using the energy or using your knowledge without understanding or seeing a lot of the intricacies or a lot of the mechanical workings or even, you know, what's propelling that action forth. So white magic is knowing um, all the information, all the tiny steps and everything it is to get there. So everything, the whole process is very much illuminated, right? So the white magic. So a good example of black magic that we do see in the in the historical records or something especially associated with the bone setter. So back then there were no x-rays. You could not see the bones and the structure of the body, how it's outlaid. Um, but it is interesting how successful they really were in really helping people and getting them back on their feet, so to speak. So this is a 10th century manuscript that was found at... Um, Merzenberg in Saxony. And this has to do with the shamanistic god Wooden. And this is a part of a chime or a singing, a part of a, you know, I don't, I guess a chant, a chant of sorts that would be performed or chanted during a bone setting ceremony and healing. So here it is quote, be it bone sprain, be it blood sprain, be it joint sprain, bone to bone, blood to blood limb to limb, 
but they fastened as though glued, quotes. Just a note for all of you who are interested in the upcoming event, Herbs and Magic for Restorative Rest on April 22nd. That will be rescheduled just to make sure that everybody's safe and just at a better time for people to attend. So that will be rescheduled at a later date. But there are also some other events, and I'll keep you guys all posted. I also have an event page on my website at healthwitch.org that has the events and some of the information there. But upcoming is a workshop on glamour magic that is held or hosted by the Brave Daughters in Providence, which will be going on May 17th. As of now, that event is still scheduled and as is. But again, do check in and I'll have the information on my website to make sure that's the most up to date. Also, too, you'll be able to find me at the Rhode Island Herb Festival this year. And again, more information to follow, but I'm very excited for that. And I'm very much looking forward to that. And I hope to see all of you sooner than later when we all get out of this and this this quarantine and that everybody is well. So keep posted. You can also subscribe at my website at healthwitch.org for all sorts of different news. I also send out a newsletter about different herbs, different uh, topics on self-care, and so on and so on. So everyone, be well. My thoughts are with you, and we will all get through this, and I'll have more information to follow. So be well, witches.